another episode of the Source Material Comics Podcast. We are coming at you to get you prepared, to get you ready, to just give you some content that ties in with this Uncharted movie that's going to be releasing here pretty soon. I am not alone. No, I am not. By golly, I have a friend that I know used to play video games while I podcasted with him. Hey, hey, hey why? Why? <laughs> Ronnie Adams is here. Ronnie Adams, welcome back to the Source Material Comics Podcast. It's been a while, buddy. How you been? I've been good. Then you banished me uh, for playing video games. <laughs> is that what it was? Is that what it was? Oh, man. Yeah, I think the last time you and I got to get, got to get together, when wow, I can't even remember. I know you and I talked about Ghostbusters. It wasn't good, was it? It wasn't the greatest. I just watched Afterlife. Like, I don't know. It was over the weekend. I think we watched yeah, it Friday night. I saw that. Did you love it? I did. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was definitely an emotional ending. Oh, yeah. I cried. Heart-wrenching. Um, I cried. But I, I can tell you, I will tell you that there was a piece of me that kind of hoped, like, you know, it, it was going to be a relation of Gozer that tied into the comic book that you and I covered. <laughs> I was like, well, that's probably not a good way to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, Uncharted uh, was released. This comic book was six-issue series released by DC Comics. Yep. Uh, in 2012, it looks like the publication date has it listed as January of 2012 to June of 2012. R written by Joshua Williamson, art by Sergio Sandoval. And a lot of times you don't know what you're going to get, especially with like a, a comic that's tied into a license of some sort or a right. IP. Um, and we've talked about that with the Ghostbuster stuff. We talked about that with the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters. They're, they've got a challenge ahead of them to kind of live up to the IP that yeah. they're writing about so before we get into any of the comic i guess what we probably ought to talk about is our familiarity with the game franchise i've played uncharted and okay. i think it's a it's a possibility um i know i knew you when i got my playstation 3 i got yes. this real I, I got this heck of a deal on a playstation 3 secondhand but this guy had i i don't know how many games and he sold it to me for a really decent price so Man, i was astounded at what you got yeah i got a ton of good games out of that thing and one of which was uncharted one and uncharted two at the time I don't think I had three. I believe I bought that afterwards, like at a yard or something. But anyway, I can remember I still have never finished Uncharted 3. I mostly watched Caleb play through one and two. We would get so far into part three and it would freeze. Dang. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, I'll go get me it. I actually bought a second copy of Uncharted <laughs> 3 and it came in to the same problem. So... What? I yeah, it was very strange. The copy that I bought too was a totally different. It was like part of the three pack, so I know oh, it was yeah. a different. It was a, it wasn't like I was buying the same version of Uncharted three that I'd bought before. So I was like, well, maybe this will work better because it's the Uncharted three pack or whatever. Still ran into the same situation, so I have no idea what that's about. Very well could have been the PlayStation three because I'm so I played Uncharted one, Uncharted two, and a little bit of Uncharted three, and I mostly watched my son play them and beat them really really enjoyed the franchise but i, I want to stop real quick ask you have you had a chance to play it to be honest with you i was a nintendo kid okay and then i had a ps2 gotcha and then moved straight into xbox and i've been xbox ever since okay well uncharted was definitely a playstation was, uh, only. Yeah. yeah that was an exclusive to playstation if you didn't have a three you may not have even played it dude i don't I did know have a three i had a two yeah well i mean the game was fun it was kind of like yeah. your Laura Croft Tomb Raider. 
that, that that's what I would probably compare it to is like a, a Tomb Raider type game where you're in third person, you're running around, you're trying to avoid getting shot and you're doing puzzles. Very, very, very similar. Uh, but it's the, the best Indiana Jones game that never that wasn't Indiana Jones. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I will say that it is probably Naughty Dog. Yeah. Make some great games, man. Well, they, La- they make a great. Uh, they made a great game, I should say. Well, I, Uncharted was I there. Really- I think uh, I'm double checking this. Last of Us. The Last of Us and Last of Us Two are the, the two reasons I own a PlayStation Four right now. Right, dude. And, and if you notice, one of the things that Last of Us gets uh, probably a lot of accolades for is the voice acting. Because when you're oh, playing yeah. a game, you know, when you're playing a video game. The voice acting is better be pretty, good. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be paramount these days. Naughty Dogs Uncharted is it just seems to me that's where they honed their craft when it came yeah. to when it came to that. And I, I, I'll never forget sitting there playing the game and like, man, this is a, it, it feels like I'm watching a movie, even mm-hmm. though it's these, you know, even though it's definitely a video game. The way that the voice acting was, was just on par with some of the best games, if not the best that was yeah. out there at that point. Donnie Dog's really good at that. Mm-hmm. They've always been like, I mean, I've heard and, you know, not so much play, but I've heard about, you know, well, you know, Uncharted and everything else. But man, like you said, Last of Us with uh, Ashley Johnson and a few others and Laura Bailey this time around. I mean, they, they really hit home runs on their, on, on their voice actors. So, mm-hmm. and when you get put out of, big game like a big story driven game like that you really you really rely on that kind of stuff exactly um, what we'll do here i'm just got i've got a real quick uh, you'd almost put this on the back cover of the graphic novel for this <laughs> I, I i swear i didn't pull it off there this is these are my words alone i've read all six issues uh and i just threw it kind of together here uh so i'm going to kind of <laughs> give you the 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 paragraph blurb that you would see on the back of uncharted one through six here That synopsis is coming up, but first let me talk about Amazon Music. If you're looking for a good platform that can fill those musical needs, Amazon Music has you covered. If you head to getamazonmusic.com slash W2M Network, you can get a free 30-day trial where you can check out over 70 million songs. That's getamazonmusic.com slash W, the number 2M Network, for that free 30-day trial. So Nathan Drake, the professional treasure hunter, has just helped his friend slash employer, Victor Sullivan, secure a small book that is coded instructions to find the hidden remnants of the Amber Room. But have you ever heard of the Amber Room prior to this comic book? No. Okay. So it is a real thing. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, It was, uh, this is from the wiki, uh, a Russian chamber decorated in amber panels backed with gold leaf and mirrors located near St. Petersburg. They found this book and there is like a coded message or something in there to kind of tell them where the location is of the Amber Room. So that's where the adventure starts. And as the adventure unfolds, we get to see Nathan's first meeting with Chloe Fraser. Now, I remember Chloe from the video games. Uh, she is. A, she's definitely somebody that plays an important role later in his adventures in the Uncharted series. Sure. The only problem is in this in this book, he'll just have to get out of the uh, out from in front of her gun. <laughs> the, 
<laughs> because she's got a gun pointed at him the first time you meet her. And one of the Ludlows, the Ludlows, a family who has a mysterious past that is tied to Nathan Drake's ancestors. This journey takes them to the center of the earth, hollow earth, if you will, where Nathan and Chloe will have to use every bit of skill they have to avoid dying at the hands of the ancient indigenous smoking gods and escape the rising lava as well. We know Nathan Drake will live through all of this, but the important question is, will he escape with the treasure? It's all here in Uncharted. Uh, most of that is just because i was like okay i read all six of these issues there is no need for me to go into you know glorious detail as to what happens because really it's just a fun adventure uh nathan drake gets sent out or sets himself to try and find this and he gets in all sorts of situations meets a beautiful lady along the way Ronnie, you read all six issues. We, had, you know, just kind of described a little bit, big time overview of what happened in the book. Uh, what'd you think of the plot of this thing, man? It was simple. It was direct. It was fun. It was everything I wanted Indiana Jones Ford to be. <laughs> Uh, I'm yeah, right. Well, I mean, it, it, just about anything from what I hear is better. I, I enjoy. I went and saw it at the theater. I have a bad. I have a track record of going to see bad movies, though. We've you talked do. about this before. You do. Uh, and I took Kara to go see Indiana Jones Four. This is definitely your Indiana Jones esque plot here. I'm the, I'm right there with you as far as the plot goes. I didn't know what to expect. I had a feeling of what it would be, and I I will tell you that if they would have drifted far away from like the Nathan Drake uh, treasure hunter treasure hunting adventure uh, they would have yeah. been doing this a complete disservice in my opinion oh absolutely if you think that it's going to be anything but that you're kidding yourself right I mean you're not going to hit on any of the fans of the Uncharted series you're not going to hit on anything else as fantastical as it is to begin with you know lava, run outrunning lava and you know the the shadow gods and everything else if it got any sillier, you wouldn't, you're not going to be able to sell it to anybody. Right. When I say silly, I mean, you know what I mean. Right. Um, dude. You got to, this isn't, it's a DC comic, but this isn't superheroes. Yeah. This, this is just a. Which you had know, me a little of, worried when it said DC. So this book comes out in 2012. The first release date for Uncharted Drake's Fortune, which was the first one, came out in 2007. Yeah. Um, Uncharted 2 Among Thieves comes out in 2009 Uncharted 3 Drake's Deception Uncharted Golden Abyss all come out in 2011 and then Uncharted Fight for Fortune which that says it is a well that was for the Vita oh Golden Abyss and Fight for Fortune were both for the Vita PlayStation Vita. Oh, yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah. anyway, that comes out in 2012. So, I don't know if that's, like, before or after this, after this comic releases. So, hey, and it could be one of those things where, like, hey, we're getting, we're getting ready for a new game. How about we right. get a comic book out there? And, well, uh, let's go ahead. What I'll do is I'm just going to kind of go through some of the characters here. You kind of give me your idea. We, we've yeah. already talked a little bit about Nathan Drake. I mean, as far as Nathan Drake goes in the story, what were your thoughts, man? You know, I've always been interested in the Uncharted series because, of, you know, people speak... Wildly good things about it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, from the games, that is. And uh, if I played one, I can't remember anything about it just because it's been so long ago. <laughs> so I've, I've always been interested in Nathan Drake because he's the, well, he's indie, you know, he's the right. fortune, you know, he's a fortune hunter. He's a treasure hunter. He's a normal guy, you know, he gets the girl, he carries the gun, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, you know, if you're not interested in that, then you're not interested in actual action and adventure. Right. So I, I think Nathan Drake's a, a great character, a little cookie cutter at times, but you know, um, I like that uh, I mean, because I mean, really Indy's got a little bit more on him 
when it comes to character because then he's got all these things like you could rattle me and you could rattle off a few things right now about Indiana Jones, afraid of snakes, you know, yeah. he's uh, uh, got the whip, you know, he's got the, the iconic whip. He's got the iconic hat. Those three things, Nathan Drake, from what I can see in this comic book, I mean, other than the friends that he has, uh, there's nothing that really makes him completely stand out. Now, there's a bit of stuff in the plot about his family history, yeah. Uh, which, you know, we're going to I've got him listed on here and I know we're not going to talk very long about along about him. But the antagonists in this, uh, which. Uh, I think I mentioned them in the synopsis as the Ludlows, I think is what I called them, because that's yeah. their that's yeah, the that's fake their... name. Yeah, that's that's the fake name that they're going by. But anyway, they're they have a history with them with uh, apparently their ancestors have a history with his ancestors. And I don't know if they're back for revenge or what exactly the problem is. But that's really about the only thing that I got from this comic book that made me go, OK, well, Nathan Drake, he's the fortune hunter. He's having a good time. He's out doing adventures. But what else? <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah. OK, cookie cutter is probably the best way to describe it. He's not blind. Land, he's just he's Nathan Drake. He's uh he's a yeah. handsome swashbuckling dude and he's just trying to he's obviously intelligent. We we yeah. gather that from the first issue where he's able to sit there all night and dedicated to trying to crack this code in order to figure out what that book uh has hidden inside of it and he's able to do that but uh, it's pretty it's pretty neat there's like four or five panels where he's just sitting there at this bar reading it and everything's happening behind him it goes from like day to night to day again and he's like i cracked it but uh but yeah he's he's an intelligent dude i, I just can't think of anything else that set him apart when you when you go into the fortune hunting character they've all got to be scholars of some sort you're not going to get me in there you know, a, a, a C average student going, oh, well, I'm going to go hunt down the lost city of what What was it called again? Uh, well, Silverado? Yeah. No, Eldorado. Yeah. <laughs> Silverado. But, and that's a great Western. But um, I hate to say it like that, but it, you have to have that cookie cutter character to really, you know, set set it, set it off. Because like I said, nobody's going to believe that the... <laughs> I don't mean to um, to to pigeonhole people, but you know nobody's going to believe that the high school jock is going to be the 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 fortune hunter. It's always right. the doctor or the, you know the teacher or any you know the 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 smart kid. Yeah, just happens to be good at sports too. That's the character. That's the character in every one of them. Mm -hmm. Nothing really sets them apart other than their little tics and uh, uh, fears and things like that. You know, whereas like you said, uh, Indiana Jones has snakes. Um, yeah. Nathan Drake, I don't know enough about him to know what he what sets him apart. Not in this comic, anyway. Not in this comic, yeah. Yeah, not in so, this comic. So, I mean, you, you've, got that, you've got that character. You've got to expect it. So, you know, you might as well just live with it. <laughs> now, his his buddy, Victor, or Sully, as he calls him, which Sully, I think that's, yeah, yeah we, we kind of know him as Sully through the games as well. So they're staying true to the game. But uh, Sully, you know, is kind of like, I, I, I listed him here as his employer, Sounds like Sully's just the kind of guy that's like, hey, man, I've got a lead on a such and such and so and so wants me to go get it. What do you think, Nathan? And Nathan's like, oh, yeah, I'm down. Um, and yeah, then they're like, OK, <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's like within the first two or three panels, we end up seeing Flynn, which I think is a guy that shows up in the game, but he's not in this comic very much at all. I think he's like palling around with Nate and then he's gone. But he passes by Victor, and he's like, "Don't break a hip." So Sully's an older gentleman. Yeah. We'll just we'll just put it that way. Uh, and and Sully kind of uh, points Nathan in the right direction. But you, you got to have the money, man. Like I said, you got to have the guy that lives vicariously through him, and then gives him all the the you know all the stuff that he needs to succeed. Yeah. Right. 
And then we meet Chloe, who, like I said, definitely shows up in the Uncharted games. But this, I don't even know if they say this at the beginning, but you clearly understand by the time Chloe runs into Nate that this is the first time that they've seen each other. Nate has no idea who Chloe is. Yeah. Uh, she's she's marrying to Indy. Yeah, and she shows up. She's got the gun pointed at Nate, and uh, throughout the comic, they become Intimate. obvious. Yeah, we'll say, yeah, by the end of it, they're definitely intimate. Uh, but it's interesting because they're at each other's throats, even fighting at some points. That's the where the rest... best tension comes from, man. Oh, yeah, dude. I don't, I Come think on. there's one panel where he is, she hit him with something and she, of course, has got him pinned to the ground and he's got a, like, kind of a smirk on his face. Well, yeah. <laughs> She's an interesting character. I mean, I think the... For the most part, yeah. The one thing that I took from it is she knew Drake before running into him. And then she immediately says that. And I, and the only reason I bring it up, it's not like that's a big, thorough uh, plot or anything like that. She just mentions, like, I knew I was going to run into you someday. You could tell Drake has no idea who she is. Um, right. But anyway, I mean, I, I would venture to say that she, she is kind of what I expected her to be. She's kind of, you know, working against Nathan throughout most of the book. But obviously they have to work together at some point later on down the road in order to get out of the peril that they're in. I say Nathan Drake is cookie cutter and then she comes along. <laughs> um, they, they could have done so much more with her character. You know, she's struck her own way. She's yeah. a strong, uh, you know, she's a strong female character. She's obviously able to hold her own against Drake at some, uh, you know, throughout at some point throughout here. But she's also a treasure hunter in her own right. She definitely isn't like immediately smitten with him, but you could tell there's some tension. And of course, that grows into something more as the as it uh, progresses and then it progresses. And then at the end, when they do finally become intimate, uh, you know, it's a it's not like, hey, we're together for the rest for the rest of our lives. She's like straight up leaves. Oh, no, um, she, yeah, she dips, leaves she him a note. Ditches him pretty quickly, right? Of course, you know that kind of sets up. Oh, hey, this was their first meeting. Great, uh, but uh, anyway, that was Chloe. So Michael and Rose Doty, these are the Ludlows. These are the two people who employ Victor initially to go and find this book, and they're the ones looking for the Amber Room. The Dotys then we find out have a history with Nathan, and it becomes a whole thing. Michael's kind of like this. Uh, entitled, rich, kind of bratty guy uh, that you know, he's kind of a brat that wants this treasure. Uh, and then Rose is like this sister of his that's definitely, she compliments Michael in some ways. <laughs> yeah, they're, well, they're the uncharted version of Team Rocket, really. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I like it. I'll yeah, go with it. I mean, okay, so all in all, you can definitely just say, yeah, I've seen this. Uh-huh. Uh the, the the twins that she's she's definitely got her own reasons for being for doing what she does, uh mostly just because she's the sex appeal, he's the brat. Right. And, right. and you kind of see that in a lot of movies and, and books and stuff like that. And I hate to say it like that. I'm I'm not talking down about this at all. Like I said, I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, but you know, I've I've, I've just kind of seen it. Well, that's what I was gonna say. There's nothing novel here. Right. I, one of the appeals of playing the game is that you're playing this story which this is absolutely a story there are settings yeah. in this book 
there are settings in this book where I was like, this is a stage that has to happen in the game. If there was a game that was based off of this, you know, them crossing, oh, the, yeah. you know, going across lava, that's a, you know, that's going to be a game or that's going to yeah, be an element. Absolutely. In the game. So uh, yeah, there's nothing really novel about this other than just, okay, there's, here's the adventure. Here's the characters. Who do we need as foils for these people? Okay. We're going to do Michael. We're going to use Michael and Rose as the main antagonist through it, through this cookie cutters. Probably just, all right, we'll cut that cookie and put it right here. All right. That's a good cookie. Yeah. We'll do this cookie over here. So then I guess we'll throw out the smoking gods. This is my last uh, set of characters really that matter that much to the book and the smoking gods are not like, they're also called the smoky gods, I think in the book as well, yeah. but they're, it's it's not like they're really you know pulling strings or anything like that. These are the these are like the unseen horror in yeah. the middle of the earth. They, they came out of they came out of the blue, man. They were like a mixture of like vampire zombie kind of things that just jumped out of nowhere. I'm like, okay, this gives it a little bit of a I don't want to say supernatural element, but it definitely gives you a a, a tangible villain that is against everybody. Well, not, right. not even a villain. Uh, uh, force. You'd be looking at a yeah, a tangible force for does help in on you know nobody survive. Right. And so that's that. I, I like that because I was like, okay, that that you know every that's a a monkey wrench in the storytelling right you know in the in the story right there uh, as far as it ruins everybody's plans. Be it Nathan Drake's or the twin. Or I guess they're twins. I don't know. I, I, I just take they're a definitely brethren. They're definitely brother and sister. At least that's how yeah, they come across. Take it for, for granted that if they're siblings and they're evil, they're twins or something. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. And, 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 and not so much a supernatural element, but a, a sense of uh, dread, a sense of worry, a sense of, uh, of holy crap. Instead yeah. of just saying, oh, we can outwit these two idiots and, and, and get away. They're, they're, not, they're not really... I never felt that they were that Nathan Drake was in danger at any time from these two this brother and sister duo. Right. They really weren't that smart, you know. That's right. And it just seemed like uh, the, that the sister was trying to get Drake in bed, um, and the brother was like, "No, you know, stay the course and pay attention." And then I was just like, "Well, while they're arguing, just knock them over the head, take their gun, and and you're done." That's right. And then the smoking gods show up, which they really don't show up, I think, until uh, maybe issue four. I know it's uh, in the latter latter part five. of the series. It might be five. Yeah. Uh, but you know, to kind of give everybody out an idea out there. They're the creatures in hollow earth. So when they make yeah. their way down into hollow earth, there's these things. And, you know, in just about any book that talks about going to the center of the earth, there are things <laughs> <laughs> that you've got to worry about. And the smoking gods are the things that you have to worry about. I guess um, I never really, I should have thought about troglodytes when I was thinking about them too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good, that's a good comparison. I, I mean, it all comes down to like when, Nathan and the rest of them are journeying. They find this large, like, huge door yeah. uh, underground, and all these pikes are lined up against it. And of course, I knew this line was coming, but you know, they open up the door and they get a little ways in there and they start looking around. And Chloe's like, "Oh my gosh, that wasn't to keep us out. That was to keep something keep in." in. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Yeah, I could have seen. I could have wrote this thing." 
I want to now. I'm, I'm going to ask you about any moments from the book that stood out to you, but I want to do. I'm going to show you mine first. And since I did my notes, I also took pictures. So we'll, we'll talk about this. I want to share my screen real quick. So I, I, I guess I'm going to do this chronologically. At the end of issue one, Chloe found Nathan Drake hanging outside a castle. He's doing recon on. So there we go. There's Chloe. Uh, beautiful. This is a full page splash where she's got a gun pointed at Nathan. And that's how we end the issue. Uh, and of course, her raven haired beauty. uh, you know she's a she's a fun character in the series too in the video game series so to see her she's drawn that way that's right she um so seeing her at the end of the first issue i was like oh okay this kind of puts us at gives me an idea where we're at in regards to the timeline if you're if you're if you're dropping into this you don't have any idea about uncharted this moment's probably going to go past you. You're just going to be like, oh, okay, who's this? Um, She obviously knows Nathan, but what's going on? But yeah, to see this happen in the comic book, and if you know the video game series, it's like, oh, okay, this happens before the first Mm -hmm. Uncharted. Uh, So I thought that was neat. I nearly didn't grab anything from issues two and three, but issue four, okay? Now, Ronnie Adams... I don't know if you could read this here, but the issue four, how does this happen? And I need to know, (laughs) I need to know how in the world does this plane get in the middle of the center of the earth? (laughs) I'm so glad you asked that (laughs) because hopefully we can get an answer from somebody because I don't have a dang clue. Uh, why don't you do me a favor? If you've got it in front of you there, do me a favor and try your best to describe what we're looking at and how in the world it makes no sense. Imagine an underground gorge straight from the pits of hell <laughs> with lava flowing underneath. Right. And a bridge made of an airplane that somehow got underground and wedged between said walls of said gorge. I mean, we have to... God himself know. had to raise his hand <laughs> Pick this and place up. this airplane there <laughs> and then tie the tiny ropes that are holding it up. I don't understand that either, man. I have no idea what is... Like, I was trying to figure out how this occurred. Maybe there's something I missed that really, you know, sheds out it too. Okay. So then, cause the only the other thing I could think of, I mean, this plane isn't like the plane looks like it's wedged there, but it more looks like the plane is resting on a, either a bridge or a series of routes, because I don't think that's the tail in the, like going all the way back there to the other entrance of the cave on the right. Yeah. It, it looks like either a stump or another set of rocks, but regardless, like another set of rocks. Okay. But rocks and, don't grow. So I'm like, okay, why is this plane there? Did they reassemble the plane? And then use the ropes to tie it up so it doesn't fall. I have no idea. Or artists out there, they're like, hey, create something cool out of the old plane uh, and this this cavern. And he's like, oh, I got it. We'll make a bridge out of the old plane. And then us two jokers are sitting here going, this is stupid. Why why did this happen? I suspend my disbelief. I do, but this right here, uh, yeah, I mean, I was like, this was like, maybe maybe go, okay, what is going, how? How did this happen? All right, fine, whatever. There are some things that even imagination can't can't overlook. That was issue, my moment from issue four. Here's issue five. And I think that as far as like, did we see this? Can we write this story? I think that the lost city of gold in the center of the earth is probably like at least top three tropes oh, yeah. of earth lore. This is called, they mention it as Agartha, Agartha, A-G-A-R-T-H-A. So this is out of issue five. But anyway, I grabbed this from the wiki. 
It is a real thing. It's a legendary kingdom that is said to be located in the Earth's core. It is related to the belief in a hollow Earth and is a popular subject in esotericism. So Hmm. that is straight from the wiki, but that is something that scholars have talked about in regards to the hollow earth. So our scholars about the hollow earth, I'm sure there are, I'm not, I'm not disparaging theories, but there you go. Ronnie Adams issue five was the revelation. My moment was the revelation of the big city of gold or whatever it is here. Uh, But also an issue five, it may be my top moment from this book. Yeah. Was Rose Doty. You definitely took my moment. Well, this is the most, so Rose and her brother, Michael, I can't, I I have him in the notes here. I can't remember if that's his name. At this point, he's dead. Yeah. Rose and her brother are fighting. He's like, keep your eye on the ball. We got to do this. We got to do that. And then she just plugs him right in the head with her, with her, you know, she shoots him, kills her own brother. All right. So here's what, here's where I get really confused. Like, okay, I didn't realize she hated her brother that much. She hated him. I shouldn't say she hated him because you don't get really that. You don't get that feeling no. as you're reading a book. You're just like, well, these two just don't get along. I didn't realize it was that bad, Ronnie. <laughs> you know, they didn't get along that much to where she, right? she kills her brother. And then we have this scene. So, uh, you know, I, I, I took the moment from you, but I haven't, I haven't said what's happening here. You get the opportunity and you have the chance here to go ahead and describe what happens in issue five with Rose. Oh, Chicky takes the wrong, wrong stone out of the wall. I mean, okay. First off, describe what this wall is, because I think that's important. It's I, literally a big honeycomb of diamonds. Right. Which is interesting. Uh, you, yeah. That's an interesting word, way to say dumb. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about this just for a couple seconds, because this is one of those things that kind of stuck in my mind when I was reading this. Like, okay, so at some point, I assume it's the same people that built the plane bridge out of nowhere. There was a lava, there was a lava flow issue, like where they were like, okay, we have to, we're we're having problems. We got problems with our, you know, our cave system here. And supposedly that the residents of Agartha were killed by the smoking gods. So we had some people who lived down there, I assume lived peacefully. And then the smoking gods showed up or maybe they evolved into the smoking gods. But either way, when they first get into Agartha, there's like heads on pikes, skulls, I should say, not heads skulls uh so they've died a long time ago the smoking guy's supposedly taking them out but either way my assumption is intelligent people made a decision that said we have a lava fro lava fro they have a lava it is crazy they had froze of lava anyway we got a lava flow problem what's the best way to take care of that uh, what is make the best medicine for that for guys our age now <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, so these these people decided, like you said, they made a honeycomb wall of of diamond and held all this lava back to hold all the lava back. Now, I get I get the physics of it, I guess, which is like, no, no, wait, hold on. No, what I'm saying is a wall of diamond. If there was such a thing of honeycomb wall of diamond, I think it would be very pretty, but it the lava shouldn't screw up a diamond, right? It wouldn't melt a diamond, would it? I'm not talking about a diamond. Okay, all right. Whether lava would would destroy a diamond, which it would. Now I promised. I mean, like in my head, I was like, I'm not gonna crap on this. I actually enjoyed it. I'm gonna I'm gonna crap on it a little bit. Yeah, we can do it. Trust me, it's all right. I'm talking about the structural integrity of a wall that relies on you pulling one diamond out. First of all, if this is gonna hold back millions of gallons of lava. (laughs) 
then you probably should be able to take a diamond out of this wall. Right. Second yeah. of all, once you pull that one diamond, they all tumble down. Yeah. If, if the structural integrity of that wall is that loose, it's not going to hold back this lava at all. Right, right. Now you're saying, Ronnie, uncharted, probably magical. I say, shut up. It shouldn't be. No, it you shouldn't sh be. And second of all, if that lava's sitting right on top of those diamonds, how's old girl going to grab that? We're talking about the stupidity of Lava Wall, which, you know, that's got to be a, a future meme for source material. <laughs> I love <laughs> the stupidity of Lava Wall. Of Lava Wall. <laughs> We're talking about that. That's Anderson movie, dude. <laughs> but, but yeah, we've got to talk about the ignorance. We just talked about how Rose shot her own brother. I don't know about ignorance. I just, I thought she went completely insane here. And I couldn't figure out a justification as to why she did what she did. But yeah, explain what she does here. She reaches out, she grabs one of the diamonds, and she pulls it. Why? Not only that, but okay, so she, that's fine. What is? She, I understand. You see, uh, ladies do like diamonds, Ronnie Adams. I mean, you see it on commercials. There's, you know, that's been a marketing ploy for All right, yeah, diamonds are years. a girl's best friend. Whatever. That's fine, but I don't think girls like them this much to where they're like, oh, pretty diamond. Let me go ahead. I've got to pull this out because, you know, the lava behind it, certainly that's not going to be a problem. It's not like the lava is going to immediately be under so much pressure that it shoots out of this. Let's just say the lava wall holds up. Her right. face is directly behind said, per, said diamond that she's about to pull out. Okay. It doesn't go down like that, but she starts to pull the thing out and her fingers catch on fire. She has gloves on. No, 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 yeah. Her gloves set on fire first. Right. And then her fingers start to peel. <laughs> She's just sitting off there. Of her body to the point where she's. She's not screaming. No, she isn't. And that's what makes me go, what is going on here? There's, this isn't earned. Like, her fall into madness here just does not get earned whatsoever in this comic. Like, I didn't I didn't think she was this psychotic in any way. I was sitting there at one point, uh, at, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe there's something that I forgot, but did she get bit by, like, one of the stupid vampire guys, the smoking gods, and that she's just kind of loopy? a lot. <sighs> this just doesn't make sense to me, like, as right. to why she does this. I mean, she straight up went, like, uh, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade crazy. And, and yeah. then, and then yeah, so... I, I... If if I could pick on anything, it would be this scene and and this wall. You know what I mean? It's so funny because um, uh, this is the one thing that we are like, okay, we we are not, we're not having this. We are not. I mean, yeah, we, we probably points in the book where everybody else was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> And then we look overlooked, and then we're like, wait, wait. wait. Right. Our breaking point is the lava wall. Yeah. I don't care what anything else. I mean, she she can commune with the, the ancient alien spirits or whatever, but lava wall? Come on. Not happening. The stupidity of lava wall. So her... Chris Anderson, directed and written. <laughs> her, uh, so yeah, she doesn't scream. She pulls this thing out as her fingers begin to char. <laughs> She's basically immediately covered by lava when the wall collapses. And right. she... It just it just spits it out on her. Two things that you could say. Either she's ex insane, whatever. Didn't get that from the book. So I'm just going to go ahead and write that off. Stupid? Yes. We'll just go with that. I think she's got to be the stupidest woman I've ever read in a comic book. We both can agree that that one right there was just <laughs> it was incredible. stupid. Issue six, my my moment was the plane. Again, didn't go into the into detail in the synopsis, but the way that the 
they escape is pretty interesting. Sully's got to go back and he's got to get the plane and he has got to drive it through, I assume, the bottom of this volcano. And Nathan mm-hmm. Drake's got to make a leap, grab onto Chloe's hand and get pulled into the plane. And then the way that they escape is by flying upwards and out of a volcano as it is erupting. Yes, Lava Wall did that much damage. The volcano yeah. erupts. <laughs> Yeah. Like this, vol- this volcano couldn't handle the stupidity. Uh, she pulled a diamond out of a wall and called it caused a volcanic eruption. Uh, that's funny. Uh, but yes, as they escape, you know, it's pretty cool to see the plane shoot straight up and then get out of there just as the uh, just as the volcano explodes. And that's this was some definitely some Han Solo esque flying through. Right, dude. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he he goes back, gets the plane, repairs it. Apparently, in the short time that they're gone. Yeah, because it took some heavy damage. But you know, I, I, it's comic book. Go for it. Go for it. But then he he definitely death stars it down through there. Yeah, and uh, and I then mean, they you know, Cloud City Nathan Drake. You know, you can't expect there's got to be too much room for maneuverability. And this is this is a decent sized plane. So yeah, he was. He I mean, was... look at the plane that they were on. It got wedged between there. Something went <laughs> wrong there. <laughs> Well, maybe that's what this is. Maybe that's com- maybe that's what happened here. Maybe we're at the bottom of this volcano, and this plane somehow accidentally got at the bottom of the volcano, and that's what the we're seeing. Exact same scenario. Uh-huh. They were trying to rescue a friend. They zigged when they should have zagged, and it went sideways, le- like legitimately, like right, like technically, like like speci- like really went sideways. <laughs> like they were sideways. Like they were sideways and just got wedged between. They're like, oh well, we made a bridge. <laughs> Uh, anywhere for a while right so all right well there we go man those are my moments did you have anything else that stuck out stuck out to you that you wanted to talk about there in the book i mean i just wanted to point out the violence i was really not i was a little taken aback about how you know me man they got they got a little violent i did Uh, like them jamming sticks through the the morlocks and stuff like that and yeah you know i did not expect that but i mean hey more power to them i mean i'd be throwing spears too man if those things were trying to eat my face no kidding get away well you know we're doing this to get in conjunction with the release of the uncharted movie uh now i haven't seen anything on this dude other than i know who's portraying nathan and that's going to be oh my goodness spider-man what's tom his holland. name thank you tom holland's going to be you portraying have a teenage nathan. daughter you should know these things right you're exactly right what she hasn't said a word about uncharted yet very surprised um oh, no, but yeah <laughs> I haven't seen the trailer. Have you seen the trailer for the movie at all? Parts of it, yeah. Okay, are you... I know you go see... You go watch the movies every once in a while. You want to go see yeah. this one? Yes. Especially okay. since we since we can actually go see movies again. I started going again on, you know, my little Sunday treat, treat, treat yourself trips. Treat and, yourself. Uh, so uh, I, I go when there's good stuff out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've seen Spider-Man in the theater twice and stuff like that, mainly because it was the only thing to, to watch when I wanted to go. But, I mean, it's worth it because it's Spider-Man, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll definitely go see it because it looks interesting. It looks ridiculous with them climbing up boxes to get back in the plane. I mean, like, that's the only part I was like, all right, come on now. This is you're getting fast and furious on us here. You know, I'm not expecting a whole lot. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not so deep into the Uncharted lore, which I really would love to play Uncharted 4 for the PS4. I've, yeah. wa- I've wanted to play that for a while because I've played the first two and I really liked it, loved the story behind it and had a good time. But, you know, if it's, you know, sit back 
enjoy watching. This could be, I don't know if it could be the new Indiana Jones. I, I think, I think I need to bite my tongue before you even say something like that. I wouldn't. You, you just, you, yeah, I don't know. Who, okay. Trouble on that one. Yeah, who is who's behind Unchar- the the movie here? I know it's a PlayStation Productions, but Uncharted movie. This isn't a George Lucas, no. uh, a Steven Spielberg thing. Directed by Ruben Fleischer. Who? Ruben, Ruben Fleischer. Does that name ring a bell? No. <laughs> all right. Well, that's good. that's all right. That's what we're. That's kind of what we're here for. That's what we got the internet for. All right. So, Ruben Fleischer. Executive producer on Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, Oh, 96 episodes, executive producer of Superstore. Oh, home run. Yeah, I mean, that's actually... So I have confidence in... Yeah, I have confidence in hopefully at least some of the humor then. If that's the case, uh, I, I really enjoyed Superstore. Stumptown, 18 episodes, executive producer. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, then that's about all the big stuff that I recognize. I th- they yeah. had him listed here for uh, Zombieland. What was he in Zombieland? Executive producer in executive Zombieland? Executive producer, probably, uh... yeah. Of double, uh, Zombieland Double Tap. Well, let's look at director, okay? okay. So that was, uh, that was, yeah, producer, 25 credits. Director. Director of seven episodes of Superstore, one episode of Stumptown, director of Zombieland Double Tap. He was direct. He directed Venom. It's funny because I could see you like with a column that says, OK, check mark here. Big red X over here. Sarah Silverman closes the wage gap. Big okay, red I already X. hate him now. <laughs> Big red X. <laughs> Gosh, I can't stand that woman. Uh, yeah, so I've heard. Uh, and he apparently directed. <laughs> so he apparently. <laughs> He apparently directed uh, Zombieland as well. So the 2009 and the uh, the sequel. So there's Ruben Fleischer for you. I, I mean, I don't know. Kind of mixed feelings about directing. I mean, maybe he can get the humor right if we're looking at... We really enjoyed ourselves with Superstore, so I don't know. Maybe... And Venom was okay. Everybody, I, I haven't seen either one of those films yet. I still got to sit down and watch really? both of them. And surprisingly, I have not sat down and watched Venom yet. Venom is pretty okay. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give it that. I'm not, I don't want to say it's great or good. It's okay. It was fun. It's better than Wonder Woman 84. But then again, so is stapling my sack to my leg. <laughs> the old go-to. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> We're just looking to have a good time. I think you and I both, we, we, we go to the movies. We just look to have a good time and sit down, experience an adventure and then say, hey, that was a decent Absolutely. movie. That, that's all Absolutely. I that's all I care. They can't all be, you know, they cannot all be Indiana That's Jones. what I always say. They're not all going to be uh, uh, Citizen Kane. That's right. And they're not all going to be Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Right. Kali Ma, Shati Day. Uh, <laughs> and if, if you're a parent or if you're a father, you have done that to your child at one time. <laughs> Is that what you told me? Yes, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely have. Uh, oh my goodness, Kalima! <laughs> it scared me. your child to death. All right. Don't All right. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this is going to bring our discussion of Uncharted, DC Comics, <laughs> Uncharted, to a close here. So, you know, Ronnie, I appreciate you coming on here, talking some comics with me, man. Uh, I always enjoy coming on here. You know that. Yeah, I know that. I know that. Uh, what do you got going on here these days? I want you to let the people know where people can find you and, and watch them, watch them Twitch, not watch you. 
Hey, it's plug time, and you all know what that means. This will be a good time to plug the sponsor of the W2M Network, and that is Grammarly. For you, the listeners of Source Material, Grammarly is offering a free download of the Grammarly software. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. Again, that's getgrammarly.com slash W, the number two, M network to download Grammarly for free. I do the twitching. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> I have a Twitch channel called Misfits and Miscreants, where I uh, have a actual play, Dungeons and Dra- uh, Dragons Street. Uh, what you mean by actual play? That means we set up cameras, we set it down at the table, and we play Dungeons and Dragons, and, let, and, and we want you all to watch and enjoy with us. Uh, it is a lot of fun. We are currently playing uh, Icewind Dale Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, which is, has been an absolute blast so far. I have gone through two... Two, two player characters so far for two people. <laughs> I've had to replace. They've had to replace player characters, but uh, it's it's been a lot of it's been a lot of fun, man. And it's not that we want to be another critical role or anything like that. It's just that I have really really talented and 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 cool and funny players that I like to show off, mm-hmm. and uh, this is the best way to do that. So uh, if you wanna if you wanna come in and hang out with us while we play Dungeons and Dragons, we have a little system set up. So if you if you particularly like some, one of the characters or you think they need it, you can donate gold pieces, which you earn by watching the stream. You don't have to pay for them; you just earn them by watching the stream. You donate a thousand gold pieces. You get to give a player uh, inspiration, which is a reroll oh, on a D twenty. Nice. Um, it's a lot of fun. We've got a lot. Like I said, I got a lot of really, really talented players, and we're we're planning on getting some more tabletop role playing content, uh, Magic the Gathering content, and board game content going here soon. In the downtime between you know uh, sessions and different things like that, you can also see my big dumb head on there playing video games. It's it's been a lot of fun. We got a lot of followers out of it, and and uh, we want to see more followers, and and people want to hang out, you know, and 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 watch some people tell a story. That's what Dungeons and Dragons is. That's what uh, is, that's what any good role playing game is. You're telling a story, and it just happens to turn out to be a lot of fun. Give me your most recent show on uh, on the Rattle at your Broadcasting Network. What did you record with Mark recently? Because oh, I think I listened to it. Wheel of Time. Oh yeah, Wheel of Time. So I got I listened to this review. Yeah. TV. Um, you party night was wheel of time and then before that we did a triple feature of uh we did uh cop shop i think it's what yeah cop shop which was you know something nothing right home about and then the power of the dog which was actually a, a brilliant film and then oh it was a stupid wes anderson movie uh the french dispatch oh i wanted to punch him in the neck for the entire time i was watching it <laughs> Okay, Source Material Uncharted is airing Valentine's Day, Ronnie Adams. I had no idea you and I were spending Valentine's Day together right now. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I, well, I have to spend Valentine's Day with you. And I promise I'm not cheating on you, but I have to spend it with Marcus as well. That's right. Because it Okay, so 12.15 a.m., Source Material Uncharted is dropping. So you and I are dropping at 12.15 a.m. on Valentine's Day. And then at 9 p.m., yeah, you got comic stripped with Marry Me, which... I have no idea what that is. Me either. All right. Ronnie Adams is in it to win it. Marry me. <laughs> All right. Well, 
I'm sure I cannot wait. Mark Radlitz is going to be asking you to marry him at least three times during the podcast. We can't, because yeah, he, he can't, he, he can't, <laughs> he can't resist making a joke. As far as schedule wise goes for this week, I apparently am going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to be on the triple feature on February 13th, uh, where it's myself, Jason Teasley. That's right. We're getting the, we're getting the uh, uh, Cheap Seats gang back together again, but we're hanging out also with Mark Radlich. But here it is, triple feature, national champions, American underdog, and we are Marshall. That's right. We're getting ready for the Super Bowl. That is what we're going to be discussing at 9 o'clock Super Bowl evening. That's kind of going to run into the Super Bowl a little bit. Uh, Damn You Hollywood on Big Bug and Kimmy is happening on Tuesday, the 15th. Myself, Mark Radlich, and Robert Cooper are probably getting together and talking to Lordy Humanimals on the Metal Hammer of Doom on Wednesday. Four Kings of Boxing return. Uh, the Four Kings of Boxing, Chapter 8, Hagler versus Hearns. That is going to be Mark, and I assume Pat as well. The 18 looks to be an open date. Nobody has got any podcast scheduled for that date. How did Mark let that happen? Something must be happening on the 18th. Uh, right, no more. Don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's making uh, making up for it because on the 19th, he's got three podcasts that are airing, one of which is a re-air, uh, but uh, the Saudi Arabia eliminate what a Saudi Arabia elimination chamber oh, okay i thought we were just going to eliminate saudi arabia altogether <laughs> <laughs> i had to click on it to read the rest of the title so it's not saudi arabia elimination podcast no saudi arabia elimination chamber uh that's happening at th- between three and seven good gracious uh and then tv party tonight with harry broadhurst is coming on for aiw which i assume is a wrestling organization sure the name of this podcast i'm gonna read this to you you know what question mark i'm not leaving exclamation point <laughs> slash death match down under roll on so i don't know if that's two up i don't know if that's two shows that are talking about I, I have no idea what you know what i'm not leaving what in the world <laughs> anyway i'm done with this schedule i will tell you this much ladies and gentlemen source material has all sorts of episodes out there in in the archive we're closing in on the big three double zero that's right 300 episodes now this is not counting mark's takeover either you know this is just me these are just my shows when mark took it over and was doing it while i was essential i'm sure we're well over 300 by now but either way this is my official 300th episode coming up here pretty soon yeah so keep an eye out i don't know what kind of special things i have planned uh but that you know that's supposed to be happening I do know Evan Bevins and myself are getting together to discuss Batman White Knight. Have you heard of that? Yes. Uh, I, I don't know if you read any of it, but it, I will tell no. you that I'm I've I'm the issue five, and it is good. And I, I, I a bit of social commentary. Well, actually, no. Let's scratch that and say there is a lot of social commentary on this. There's, but hey, check out the source. Uh, not the source material. I already talked about that one. Unspoken issues. <laughs> 90s comic podcast, Unspoken Issues. It's usually myself and Chris Armstrong, or I get together with uh, Dean Compton and Derry Waite. I think we're in the midst of trying to do some stuff with Carnage. Uh, I'm pretty certain we are going to be recording Web of Carnage pretty soon, which this, I, I can't remember if I told you this, but this is my blank spot, buddy. Uh, yeah. in, in Spider-Man comics, I don't know very much at all about the Ben Riley years. And Ben Riley is spider carnage in this thing. Yeah. Uh, Peter Parker is no powers. Right. Mary Jane is pregnant. Yes. I did. I've never read I, anything like this. I know these things. I don't know how they come to pass or what happens. 
Right. I'm the same way. I'm like, I know who Ben Riley is. I, I know we're going to be talking about one more day at some point, but yeah, yeah. this is, uh, so anyway, that's, that's going to be airing pretty soon. And Chris and I are probably going to get together here pretty soon and talk about that. <laughs> at, at some point, Alexis, Hannah, and myself, maybe Chris Armstrong, he agreed to it. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk, I'll see if, I'll see, make sure that he can confirm that he's coming on. Alexis, Hannah must suffer. Maybe she'll enjoy it. I don't know, but it's going to be two sentence horror stories. So have you seen any of that? I have, and I cannot wait for you to torture me with this. (laughs) There's some bad stuff. Oh, it's terrible. That is Ronnie Adams. I am Jesse Starcher. It's been a long time coming. Have a great night. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you all for joining us. Make sure to give that Rattelich in Broadcasting Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts we have to offer. We are at home on Spreaker, but you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and recently we have hit the air on Spotify. Find your favorite podcast platform and type in R-A-D-U-L-I-C-H to subscribe for some great content. If you enjoyed this show, please feel free to share and spread the word. And as always, we appreciate any feedback and look forward to entertaining you again soon.